It's the Hamp and OB Show. We got Detroit coming here, who, I mean, they're just god-awful. Mitchell Trubisky in trouble with the strip. Wow. The ball is out. The ball is out inside the 10-yard line. A strip sack, and it's recovered by the Lions. Yeah, obviously, I lost the ball. Um, I don't know if I was pump faking and clutching it, or if I was, if I was going to pull the trigger. Adrian Peterson, full head of steam, trapped for the goal line, and fights his way in for the touchdown, and the Detroit Lions take the lead with 137 to play. This one, just the way, the way it ended, I mean, we've been on the other end of so many of these. Enough is enough with excuses, with coaches. To have a lead like this and, and lose this way, you know, it stings. It's enough. My God, get somebody in here that knows what they're doing. Oh, no. We suck again. It's the Hamp and OB Show. Rock Bottom is here. Six losses in a row. Matt Nagy had never lost to the Lions until now. These guys see football the right way. Hamp and OB. Brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck. The Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives. Chevy. Here's Dan Hampton and Ed Obradovich. That is right, Hamp and OB, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado, drive what Hamp drives. We are here to, I don't know what we're going to do tonight, but we'll be here until 10 o'clock. 5-7 and seven is not what anyone thought was possible at 5-1, and one. let's be honest, six losses in a row. This one was the, uh, the topper of all choppers of all cherries on top of all Sundays, Dan Hampton. Well, where do you start? You know, and and so much of the time, Ob and I was in the uh, the room having the the wonderful Bar- Bartolini's pizza. Where do you start? Yeah, where the, do you start? At the bottom. But I, you know what? I was so uh, dark. Okay, you know, and I, Ob, I, I, my glorious dear mother. She, <laughs> I, I was raised by a wonderful, wonderful lady, and she had a lot of sayings. You've heard a bunch of them, you know, a little means a lot. Uh, if you can't say something nice, don't say, you know, uh, every crow's own is the blackest. But one that she always said was, stupid is as stupid does. And you know what? Go back and look at the last two and a half minutes of that game. That game, how stupid all facets of the Bears football team played down the stretch we had a 98.9 percent chance of winning that game with three minutes left in it now think about that 98.9 percent chance of winning that game and yet and actually we need clown music you know dun, 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 you know it, it, it turned into just a joke think about this all day long we had done a somewhat decent job of stopping the Detroit offense. But now, magically, we, do, we we take stupid pills and we go cover three, which is something we don't do very well and we, we, we need to throw it out. But Marvin Jones Jr. runs by our rookie cornerback and catches a bomb. Now it's a three-point difference, okay? Now we get the ball. And all we have to do is make one first down. One first down, OB, and it turns into a third and four. And so the head clown allows Bill Lazor to go ahead and do something that most people on planet Earth would say is the stupidest thing they've ever seen. They go seven-step drop. But it wasn't seven steps. Go back and look at the film. Your man, Trubisky, the head clown, he drops nine yards. Nine yards, which means he's almost... You know, where a dead man running around the corner can get to the, you know, quarterback. And yet he gets the ball strip sacked. Okay. They've got the ball. And 
our defense that everybody has you know been talking about all year they need to to be able to find a way to step up two plays later a 50 year old running back runs over our linebackers in in the safety and they score now they've got the lead but wait a minute all's not lost mark carmen we've got the ball and we maneuver the ball down the field where we throw it to our best player on offense, Allen Robinson, on a third down situation, and somehow, inexplicably, he pivots, and instead of getting the first down, that would enable us to be able to throw at least a couple of you know balls into the end zone for a touchdown, he doesn't get the first down. He goes out a yard short. So if you go back and look at the series of happenstance of, uh, of this clown organization and what they, what they tried to do the last two and a half minutes of that game, you, the Detroit Lions, and you, you're right, OB, they had a defense of, of malcontents and castoffs and nobodies and six round draft pick rookies. And guess what? They were able to stop the Bears on fourth and one and end the ball game. And again, stupid is as stupid does. And there's a lot of reasons, and we're going to talk about a bunch of them tonight. But OB, the one thing that you cannot do is put Mitchell Trubisky in a seven-step drop when you know and I know and everybody else knows you're asking for a disaster. And that's what we had. Well, very well said, Daniel. Um, I'd just like to start out by saying uh, – what I saw in the opening of the of the series, where the Bears started basically with a hurry up offense, a no huddle offense, look good, wow. going conventional under center. How, yeah, how neat! That's a new revelation. My Lord, in year twenty twenty, quarter of the season ago, guess what? We finally figured a little bit out. Then we go hurry up, no huddle, and then what do we run? We run play action. Look good again. We run bootlegs. I mean, my lord, how nice was that to see for two series? After that, it was gone. It was absolutely gone. Then you have Montgomery. An- another good thing. The first half, Montgomery ran for 106 yards. He ran for 106 yards the first half. Now, the Bears, as usual, Go in and look at all the numbers and everything and put a game plan together again to go out and attack the Detroit Lions in the third quarter, okay? Montgomery does not touch the football until there's approximately three minutes to go in the third quarter. Now, you got to work hard at that. How is that possible? He's your main guy, making a little bit of the passing go. He's running. He's doing great. He's hitting hard, driving hard for extra yardage. And you almost blow an entire third quarter, and it's three minutes to go, and you finally the kid touches the ball. And by the way, we don't score a touchdown again in the third quarter. Or a field goal. Folks, you can't. I mean, you know how hard you got to work to be that bad? Now, here's one other thing. Here's a stat that, I mean, there's all kinds of stats out there, okay? And this one, after this game with Detroit, okay? And, and, and what this relates to is on our side of the 50-yard line, okay? Say like we're on our own 45, 48-yard line, 35, whatever it is. Somebody breaks a run 
and gallops 60, 65, 52 yards, whatever, for a touchdown. Or we score on a long pass. Okay? That has not happened, folks, since week eight of the 2018 season. Let me repeat that. It has not happened since week eight of the 2018 season. Now, since then, the Bears have played 38 games. They've had 497 possessions, and they've had 2,464 plays, and not one time. And we're coming up on what? Two years, year and a half, whatever it is? Two years or more. We haven't scored a touchdown from our side of the field. Again, let me go back to what I said. Montgomery, 106 yards, third quarter's almost goes to an end, and that's before he finally touches the damn football. Now, one other play that happened in the third quarter, and again, I, I, you know, it's Lazur calling the plays, but this has to be naggy. It has to be. It was around 9.50 to go in the third quarter. It was third and 16. Third down and 16 yards to go. Now, what did those geniuses set in? send in? They sent in a slip, or what, what if you ever call a bubble screen, to Mooney, and it got blown up. That's a horizontal, horizontal play. The field is vertical. It's third down and 16. And they throw a horizontal slip bubble screen? What the hell did they think was going to happen? He's going to race 60 yards for a touchdown? Why did they not go down the field to Mooney? Okay? It could have been, what, a a, a fly pattern, a post pattern, a whatever. Uh, Robinson, they could have hit him. Try to get the first down. And if you go long and it's third down, and let's say he could actually catch the ball, Probably could score a touchdown, or it could they could throw it out of bounds. It could be intercepted, which would be basically the same as a punt. Or more often than not, there's a lot of times there's a penalty, interference by the defensive back. But how the hell can it be third and 16 and you throw a horizontal play when you got a whole field in front of you, you got a kid that runs a 4-3, 40-yard dash, and you don't try to take advantage of it on that situation Folks, you can't make this stuff up. You want to talk about questioning somebody's intelligence? What are these guys doing up there? Jesus. Stupid is as stupid does. We're going to take a quick time out. We're going to take your phone calls. Phone number is 312-981-7200. We are full up tonight with Bartolini's. It was delicious. Bartolini's restaurant and catering, family-owned and operated. Offering the best Italian cuisine in Chicago land, 144th and Pulaski in Midlothian. You actually, Hampo, you left out one part of the final four minutes that I'd like to touch on coming back here, which I actually thought might have been the most mind-boggling part of how they actually went about the kickoff, which was so incredible. Mooney. Yeah, it just seems so, was so awesome. Runs out of bounds. You mean we got the best return guy in the league? Well, we had to have him on the hands team. Okay. On the hands team, OB. <laughs> Darnell Mooney and, hasn't dropped a you, pass all year. And you put him back there I didn't, the I first just, time ever all year? I didn't, I didn't get it. You I didn't, know what, folks? I, I, you, 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 like I see, 
You can't make this stuff up, folks. We're here till ten. And you're telling one more second. Yes, Obi. you're telling me we've got a head coach, and this guy perceives himself to be a genius. We've got a defensive coach who's supposed to be second to none. We've got all these. How many? What do we have? Three quarterback coaches, two, three offensive coordinators. We can't get a first down. Three one two nine eight one seventy two hundred. We'd love to talk to you. Hang in there, everybody. Bears are five and seven. Hey, they're one game back at the last playoff spot. Yep, that's right. I said it. It is a true. It's a statement. It's a true fact. Never say die, Ob. You always go in at the end of the day. Keep saying that. I'm going to start thinking you're stupid too. <laughs> Seven twenty WGN. <laughs> Jeff Vukovic is Vuk! back. He's the straight shooter who knows insurance, and he's not stupid. He's on your side. He'd love to help you. Nationwide is on your side. You should check out jeffvuke.com, V-U-K-E, jeffvuke.com. Nationwide is indeed on your side. The onside part, what you have to do, it's kind of a catch-22 because if they do spring it on, you know, I, I, would, I would tend to guess that, you know, in that situation, most teams probably will kick it deep like they did because they had the two-minute warning and three timeouts, Right. But for whatever reason, if they don't and you get caught off guard and they get the onside kick, uh, you know, you're in trouble. So what we wanted to do was was be able to protect for that onside kick, but yet still have obviously do a little bit better of a job than, than returning it to, uh, you know, uh, to where we got it, which I think was either 11 or 17 yard line. 11. But, um, you know, yeah, I mean, that that's one there where you, you feel position wise, um, you know, with where that was at and being a three point game. I think you could you could certainly go either way. We decided to go that way with the onside kick to protect that. So you really let me just be clear, by the way. Oh, go ahead. No, I, I just want to uh, yeah. correct what I said earlier. Okay, talking about Montgomery the first half. Yeah, it was him and Cordell Patterson. Yeah. who ran for 106 yards. Yeah, we got you. We got you, Obi. Okay. No problem. But that, essentially, what you're saying is the offense was functioning because it was based in the ground game, right. and they had it going. Yeah. Exactly. They had it going. They were building off of it with the play action, the bootlegs, the rollouts. Uh, Cole Komet touchdown catch from eleventh uh, yard, eleven yard. All those, all these things were possible. And then it's like, okay, let, let's start doing something else. Let's start doing something yeah. stupid. How could you not go back to Montgomery coming out in the third quarter? Knowing how anemic you are in the third quarter trying to put points on the board. How is it possible? And you, you ignore the kid for almost an entire quarter, a very, a, 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 a quarter where you can really set the tone. You can put people away in the third quarter or you can let them hang around. Well, guess what? You got to score points to put people away. It's obvious if you're stupid, you don't want to put people away. You want to let them hang around to the end where you can run the clown show out there and lose the game. They're going for consistency. They've only scored the one touchdown all year against Carolina in the third <laughs> yeah. quarter. They're just trying to maintain that that was the only time they'll do it. But I just as far as the – have, have either of you ever been on the field when a team had three timeouts, there's still the two-minute warning, I didn't even consider that the Lions were going to do an onside kick. And if you, okay, let's just say you're so far ahead of the curve that you're thinking like they're thinking and they're going to be super aggressive right there. Darnell Mooney, they had a, they had a, they had a stat during the game that Fox put on the broadcast. He's been targeted 60 times, hasn't dropped a ball all year long. You're going to put him back to return the kick, the guy who hasn't dropped anything, and you're going to take your elite kick returner and put him on the hands team like The that? best on the planet. 
and you put him up there on the hands team. I just don't think... And he, but here's the thing, OB. doesn't take any... Yeah, if you were playing the New England Patriots or some team with a lot of mojo and a bunch of smart players... You you said last week Detroit's defense is the stupidest defense you ever it's, saw. It's the know-nothing defense. They don't know anything. That's exactly correct. And guess what? We played into their hands. They stopped us three and out in the fourth quarter and then strip-sacked us in the third series. Dan, they did stop us, but you know who stopped us? We stopped ourselves. Just really think about it, folks. Just go back to the game Sunday. Go back the prior game, the prior game all year, year 2020, 2019. I mean, just keep going back and back. You know who's stopping the Bears? The Bears are stopping themselves. To a lot of times, to players that are not good enough to be playing. But more often than not, we've had some head coaches and some coordinators in here. I'm telling you, just god-awful. And this has been going on since Dan... Probably the greatest team ever, the 85 Bears, for 35 years. 35 years. What you saw Sunday, okay, that's been going on week after week, year after year. It's enough. It's enough. Get rid of these coaches and get rid of these front office people that don't know their front side from their backside. And why do I say that? Look at where the hell we're at. And look at how we got to where we're at. 312-981-7200. Jim and Aurora, be quick here, and we'll get to a ton of calls after 730. Go ahead, Jim. Yeah, Ed, uh, Dan, last week you said that uh, the organization doesn't know what they don't know. So if, if Pace is the highest football man mind there, um, who goes to Virginia and George and says, hey, maybe we got to look at it. Is it is it the board of directors? Is I mean, what do you think is going on right now as we speak? Good call, Jim. Good. It's George. George McCaskey. There's no in-between people between George and his mother or Mike and his mother or the entire family. That's who does it. George. Not Ted Phillips. Not anybody else. They are not going to go to Virginia McCaskey. It's George. A lot of rumors out there. We can discuss as to what's going to happen after the season coming on back here. But right now, it's a good check of news. It is 7.30. Hampton will be till 10 on 7.20 WGN. Mitchell Trubisky in trouble. It's a strip. Wow. The ball is out. The ball is out inside the 10-yard line. A strip sack, and it's recovered by the Lions. Waiting. On second down, Peterson again. Adrian Peterson, full head of steam, turning for the goal line and fights his way in for the touchdown. And the Detroit Lions take the lead with 137 to play. It was unbelievable. Still unbelievable, really. Hampton will be brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Drive what Hamp drives, drive a Chevy. What was your reaction when Peterson went into the end zone? Because I'll be honest, I just started laughing. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. At this point, it, it was just comical. I don't know what you guys did. Hampo, did you throw something? Yeah, yeah, again, here it is. It's maddening. It, it, it really is. And again, us being Bear fans, we're invested in the team's fortunes we want them to do well unfortunately things have not gone very well and i before let's get to the phones no go ahead go ahead i'm just going to say you know that i was asked today on um you know the marquee program i said what what about nagy uh, you know what do you think his his chances of returning i said look he says after the game i don't know what happened that's where you need somebody that can say definitively what happened and what has to be corrected. He doesn't know. 
He doesn't know why they lost. And, and I would, it's, it's, it's maddening. Let, let's put it this way with Matt. But, 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 but think, think about this, folks. And here's one little tidbit. Early in the game, what was the first, uh, the first touchdown? The, the, uh, what was it? The left side of the line went to sleep, and we get a, a, our extra point blocked. We don't get that point block. Then we only need a field goal at the end, and we kick that and maybe get into overtime and find a way to win. Nobody has been talking about that. that no, I'm just saying. I, point, as soon as it happened, as soon as they scored the touchdown, I'm saying to myself, okay, now it's a four-point game, and we have to score a touchdown, and who is the quarterback? Yeah, good luck. Now, getting the field goal, that was one thing. And, we were in position. And let's I'll, get to the calls there. All, all right, 312-981-7200. Mitchell Trubisky, if you're listening, which I know you're not, but if you are, you you played a good football game, my friend. You just shouldn't have been put in that position, and you should have been a little bit smarter. Uh, but you played well. Congre- well. Wait a minute. Okay. Who the hell were they playing? Uh, that's fine. For that's God's fine. sakes, uh, that's, a kid from high school could do that. Uh, well. Mark, come on. Okay. Okay, you're right, OB. Detroit's not good. That's a fair, that's a fair take. They're so good they got their coach and their GM fired. Okay, that's how good they are. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, but he okay. I give him credit. He played a little. He played better. I he functioned as well as could be imagined in that environment against that competition, well enough to score thirty points, which is you know better than we've done. Who won the game? Detroit. Oh, thank you. I got it. Bernie, right. <laughs> Bernie and Algonquin. Welcome to WGN Hampton. Will be brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. What's up, Bernie? Hey, guys, uh, Ed and Dan, great show. I enjoy listening to you guys. Thank you. Hey, a question for you. If if the defensive line does not put on a pass rush all night, don't we try to blitz once in a while? See, and, 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 and see, we haven't even, you know, I think I, I mentioned Chuck Pagano. You know, he was a genius that opened against the Packers last week on the opening two drives, going three-man uh, rush and dropping eight, trying to cover you know, against Aaron Rodgers when he's able to pat the ball for six seconds and then eventually somebody's going to pop open and he's good enough and, and smart enough to identify it and throw the touchdown. So that being said, we're going, you know, cover three late in the game, which we don't play cover three worth a damn. We're covering grass instead of picking up receivers coming through our zones. And at the end of the day, we were unprepared because Stafford is good enough where he can make you pay. And when he hit Marvin Jones Jr. for that touchdown, I, I'm shaking my head saying, what the hell are we doing? But back to the pass rush. There were a couple of points in the, in the course of the game where the pass rush had some success. But you know what? Detroit, being coached now by uh, their offensive coordinator. Daryl Bevel. Daryl Bevel. He knows the last thing you can do is get pressure and sacks against this team. Then it turns into like a, f- a frenzy. So what was he doing? He was going out with two-man routes. How many times have I told you about this, OB? If you can't block you know, the pass rush with five, keep six. If you can't do a six, keep seven. That's, that's what they that's were doing. Ex- that's exactly correct. And then he has to counter and be able to come up and scheme a couple of blitzes that is still able to defy a seven- or eight-man protection scheme. Bernie. And, and, he's, and Pagano, playing scared, didn't do it. Yeah. Bernie, I don't know if you saw this, but it was in the fourth quarter, late in the third or in the fourth quarter. I think I saw it once or twice in the second half. Let's put it that way. I'm looking, and they're scanning the sidelines. And it's and these two situations were both third downs, okay? 
and I'm looking, and who's standing on the sidelines? Our feared, devastating pass rusher, Cleo Mack, is standing on the side down sidelines when that's what he gets paid $141 million to do is rush the passer. If you think I'm kidding, get the get the movies or get the films of the uh, or playback and take a look at the whole game and you'll just go to second half. What is Cleo Mack doing when it's third and long standing on the sidelines? That's where your pass rush is. Well, forget about when he's on the sidelines. What's he doing when he's on the field? Something's not right. Well, they're I, chipping on him, and every once in a while, they, they, they it, get the back loading on him. I yeah. noticed that. I couldn't believe it. What is this guy doing? What's he standing on? It's third and long. He should be in there. I, I know. I got it. And it's Bela Nichols and Barkevius Mingo were the two best pass rushers we had on the field. And even Quinn actually made a couple of plays. On the interception that Bela Nichols got, he actually made a move and beat the uh, right tackle and got a little pressure forcing Stafford to throw that errant ball where Nichols was able to intercept it. You know, but pressure is something we have to have for this team yeah. to function. Mark, before you go to the next call, I just want to say this real quickly. You take Quinn, who's been missing in action all year, basically. And Cleo Mack, horrible year last year. It's a really iffy year this year. We, listen, Quinn signed a contract for $70 million. Cleo Mack signed a contract for $141 million. Now, what is that? Basically, about $211 million. That's good math, Obi. With two people, one can't even get close to the quarterback, and we've got the other one standing on the sidelines. Let me repeat that again. $211 million for four- and five-year contracts. One you can't find on the field, and the other one standing on the sidelines. You think I'm kidding? Take a look at it. Well, and let's be clear. It's not Khalil Mack's fault and or Robert Quinn's fault that they handed him the money. That's one of the reasons... Or one or two of the reasons why Ryan Pace is most likely going to be out of here at the end of the year. The main one, of course, is he got the quarterback wrong multiple, multiple times. What about Glennon, the quarterback? Right, what he guaranteed that, nineteen that, million. That, that, guy was here a year. That's it. Right, multiple, multiple times. Nick Foles, and of course the big one. That's why he's going to get fired. But hey, can you? My, here's my point. Those two guys I'm talking about are paid to rush the passer. They're edge rushers. It was okay? mo- Yep. And and, and don't talk, Quinn Christ Christ's sake. He's got, the guy might as well be walking up and down Rush Street. 312-981-7200. Hampen will be brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. And Hampo's truck, the Chevy Silverado drive what Hamp drives. Mike Hawthorne Woods, thank you for being patient. Welcome to WGN. Go ahead. No accountability, no wrath. When Ed played, he had George Hallis. You know, he knew darn well if... Uh, um, he didn't play well. He, George House was be, would be all over him. Hey, Mike. When Dan played, <laughs> Mike, Buddy Ryan was, be all over him. Mike, okay. We, he was all but, over you before the game was over with. <laughs> I know. I was a little kid watching you at Soldier Field or uh, Wrigley Field, and then uh, Dyke Stadium when I was eight years old. And then I met you at Medina Country Club after your playing days was I was a caddy. You sure you weren't 18? But now we don't, because of free agency, there's no accountability. Who is Pace accountable to? Wait, hold on. George, we got, I, don't, I don't want to bury the leader. You you saw OB play at Dyke Stadium in an Illinois jersey. Is that true, Mike? 
Did I hear that no, right? That was when they were moving from Wrigley Field to right. oh, okay. uh, we played uh, the Stadium because they were didn't have the right. Soldier Field deal. I okay. went there with my uncle. I you know it was when Gale Sayers was playing, and I assume Ed was playing back then. But I I grew up uh, or I was in my thirties or late twenties when Dan played, and I read all the books uh, uh, about the Bears back then and. Yeah, Ditka wouldn't put up with this. No, he, he wouldn't. wouldn't. Trust you don't me. Hear, you don't hear Nagy after the... Nobody's pissed that they lost. Nobody's... Uh, you know, I, I, that, that's why nothing's going to change until we get a butt kicker in there, like Ditka was, or somebody. I agree with you, Mike. All right, Mike. i tell you what, and, and, and I like what you're saying. And, and you know what? Here's your point, OB. $211 million for two people to be... That's correct. Uh, to play the game. Now, going into this arrangement, there has to be a commitment on both sides. We're going to pay you, and you're going to give us a level of play. Well, guess what? If you hired a kid to mow your grass and it looks like holy hell, are you going to keep paying him? Are you going to have some kind of uh, you know strong words to, to try to come to an understanding? And Again, you know, Nagy comes out with that fake, you know, die tribe last week against the de- defense. And you know, and I know he was winking at the guys going, I got to get on somebody. It's too late. The game happened Sunday at 2.30. We needed pressure on the quarterback and our best player on the team is on the sidelines standing there looking like a, 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 a dupe while Stafford is going down the field like he's Bart Starr. I'll tell you what, Nagy, the the horses are out of the barn. The cows are out in the pasture. The dogs are running wild, pal. Your days are numbered. The cats are on the couch. Oh, my God. The fish jumped out of the... Okay. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) Uh, I got it. Let's get to uh, these calls. Yeah, we'll get to them coming on back here. Hang in there. Hang in there, guys. And we've got our... uh, segment that's sponsored by marquee coming up here which is always fun to look at what you're saying online the hamp and ob essential questions coming on up on 720 wgn looking for that unique stocking stuffer this year as anyone in your life mentioned they want to try cbd well you can go to herbal actives high performance cbd infused balms and lotions their patented, their patented time-release formulation provides you extended localized relief. It's all natural, non-GMO, and THC-free. OB, you love it. I know you do. You bet I do. I'm going to tell you what, Mark. I've been using it. Swelling's gone down. I'm still making a fist, which I haven't done in about a year I know. and a half. A and slow. you can look in right now. No, I'm, I'm, I'm getting nervous. I'm using the bomb. Yeah, watch out, buddy. But the bomb, I'll tell you, it's really working. It's doing a good job. And it makes a great gift. You can order now, and you'll receive it in time for Christmas. Go to WGNCBD.com and get 25% off all CBD products using that promo code WGN25. Go to WGNCBD.com. Use that promo code WGN25 for 25% off. Matt, why is this team falling apart the last two seasons? Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't know. I think that uh, for us, all I know about is, is, you know, who our players are as, as people and how they handle this stuff. And it's not because of a want, I know that, you know, and so it's just difficult, man. This is the life in sports and, and, uh, it's not easy. It's not, it's not fun when you lose. Uh, and you know, the only thing you can do is, is continue to support each other. Um, you know, just, just fight for one another and understand that it's not because of lack of trying. Coach your players. 
coach him. Well, let me ask you the same question that he was asked. Because they started out three and one last year, five and one this year. Three and one's not exactly, you know, we're not we're not talking about ten and two here. But why have they fallen apart in back to back seasons? Hampo, why have the Bears fallen apart? Okay, it's it's pretty simple. There's something called coaching in the NFL. And guess what? They spend hours upon hours in dark rooms watching the film, the tape, and they see what you think you can do, and their job is to make sure that you can't do it. So what do you do as a as a coach? You find alternate paths and on defense, on offense, kicking it, doing different things. That's why OB was so excited about what happened the first the part of the game with the running game going conventional offense having some success we started doing things that we were doing early in the year now we're going retro now we're going back and it was successful then guess what we can start taking stupid pills and get away from it it's just a matter of coaches now think about this cos made the best point of the show last week new england started off two and five we started off five and two look what new england's doing now and look what we're doing now What's the difference? Hey, trust me, Bill Belichick would cut his arm off to have our our, our roster. And they play to win. Before, quickly, before Danny, we go to, listen, to the callers here. What? Is it difficult? Is it truly hard to believe or fathom? Like you can't see what the problem is with the Bears? And you're the head coach? And you're the general manager, and you're the coordinators and position coaches. You can't see that you've got an offense that struggles to get a first down. They can't score points. They can't score points in the third quarter on top of it. Can't score points in a game. For the last two years, they've been dead last in almost every offensive category. And you can't figure out the problem? By the way... As far as New England, do you see how many yards Cam Newton threw for in a forty-five to nothing win over the Chargers? What was it, eighty or something? Sixty-nine yards. Yeah, yeah, it was nothing. And their and their receiving crew. Let me know if you know any of these names: Gunner Olszewski. They're nobodies. Nikhil Harry. They're nobodies. Damian Harris, Jacobo Myers, Ryan Izzo. Does any? Uh, That's uh, what uh, I'm uh, saying. They're nobodies. Uh, I, I, I but they know what they're doing. And oh. guess what? If they don't catch the ball, they don't do what they're supposed to do. If they're not blocking for the running game, Bill Belichick will have their ass out of town before you can say who is it. Hey, big man, hold on. Let's trade for those guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like something. Do. We, don't, we don't want to do that. They'll, they'll go. and pay him twenty million. Yeah. Get Car- to the callers. Carl in Riverside. Welcome to WGN. Go ahead, Carl. Hey, guys. Uh, number one, I enjoy you guys so much. You guys are a gas, and I mean a real gas. A good gas. Okay? <laughs> Carl. Now, uh, <laughs> in coffees for closers, what is the underlying reason? I want to know why instead of being ahead by an additional touchdown, maybe even two, that they couldn't close that damn game out on Sunday. Not well. I got a couple answers. Number one, the big broad answer: not good enough. Number two, not game plan well enough to win the football game. Those are two things right there. And I'm gonna tell you what: personnel wise, coming into this year, Kyle, like everybody on in the Chicagoland area knew what the problem was with the Bears. We needed help on offense. It wasn't a mystery. It jumped right out at you. My God. 
We needed help everywhere, offensive line, whatever. So what the hell does Pace do? Again, he trades our first-round draft choices around like they're nothing. We take Cole Komet from Notre Dame. Good choice. The next three players in the draft, you could have got people that would help us on the offense. He drafts defensive people. Now, where is the common sense? Where's, where's, where's the accountability of Pace? He's the architect to build this team into a Super Bowl champion. He brings in Nagy. He's the leader to take him to it. We've fallen so far short, it's beyond laughable. Okay, here's the here's the real the big answer is pass rush. I don't think we ever gave up a game where we had a ten point lead in the fourth quarter because we had a pass rush. That's why we're paying these idiots this kind of money. And where were they? This segment, by the way, sponsored by the Marquee Sports Network. Watch Bear Essentials with Dan Hampton on the Marquee Sports Network. We'll get to the Hampton OB Essential questions. Great show tomorrow night, 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock tomorrow, you and Thayer? Mm -hmm. All right, looking forward to it. Always good. Cole Wright as well. News at the top, Adam Hogue at a 30. Dave, Jim, Josh, John, you. We're going to get to you guys, I promise you that. 720 WGN. Third and five, Trubisky, Robinson, and Robinson will jump out of bounds. But did he step out before the yardage for the first down? Looks like he did. Trubisky will hand it to Montgomery. Montgomery to the 20, inside the 20. Timeout is going to be used by the Bears. I'm not sure he got the first down anyway. Down marker is the 19-yard line. Yeah. They're going to pull the chains, and it is well short on this measurement. That sucked. Let's just be honest. Stupid. That was too bad. All right, 8-10, Hampton OB. You know what they did? The biggest mistake the Bears did, they had that 10-point lead. They were winning. They were in control of the game. you got to put people away. You can't let them it, hang around, hang around, and hang around. More often than not, up pops the devil, and that's what happened. It was stunning how easily the Lions went down the field to make it a three-point game, and then the rest of it was stunning as well. Hampton will be brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Second hour, we've got Adam Hogue coming up at 8.30. Cos will join us at 9. We'll get to the calls in one second. The... T.J. Watt of the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, shockingly, Pittsburgh lost a game to the Redskins yesterday, or to the Washington football team, excuse me, yesterday. He leads the NFL in sacks with 12, okay? Now... Akeem Hicks leads us with three and a half. Uh, no, no. Leading us is Khalil in sacks. Khalil Mack has six and a half sacks. Now, that ties him for 19th in the NFL, OB, okay? Now... Would you like to gander a guess who as who who has a half a sack more than Khalil Mack? Floyd. That's right. Leonard Floyd, who couldn't get to the quarterback when he played for us, now play with Aaron Donald, and maybe they're just scheming it a little bit better with the Rams. He's got seven. And we went out and paid Robert Quinn big time dough. Seventy million. Thirty guaranteed. Thirty guaranteed, but the contract if he goes through, seventy million. Which he won't, but he's gonna get thirty million and he's got one. So, as we are underlining tonight, and I'm not saying anything that anybody really doesn't know right Listen, now, I get Floyd that. When Floyd was here, he couldn't even play dead. Come on. He had his moments, and then he would just disappear. But again, it's like, how do you, using guys correctly, right? It's called coaching. I mean, it, it's been underlined uh, that 
and we were talking during the break, like how how many games callers, how many games does Bill Belichick win with this team? More than Matt Nagy. That's I, I don't think anyone would argue that. Dave in Lincoln Park, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hey guys, how you doing? Great show tonight. Good, Dave. What's up, Dave? Yeah, here's, hey, here's my here's my question. Uh, it appears highly likely that uh, Ryan Pace is going to be gone at the end of the year. Oh, don't say so that. Question, <laughs> <laughs> sorry about that, Obi. Yeah. Well, my question is: Do you have any idea where the Bears should go looking to find another Jim Finks who built the '85 Bears? There it is. We were talking about it in the in the break, Dave. I do. I do. Excellent, astute call. At- David, I do, and I, I'm. Uh, we were talking about it in the break here, and I think I've got the number one right guy, but I, I'm I'm not going to mention his name. Uh, and just uh, if if they're going to do something, uh, this person it shouldn't be a mystery to the Bears. But I'll tell you what, you want to talk about a top notch, class, smart individual. This guy's got it all. Who Hampo? Since Ob's not saying who he would hire, who would you hire? Do you have anybody? In mind? No, the, yeah, again, the, the general manager has to be someone that has a peripheral view of not only your team and what you're capable of, but what you have to be in order to be successful. And Good what, words. What, what we have to do is find a way to, to win our division. And you, you've got to handle the team up north first and, and foremost. And what do you do? You've got to find a way to stop Aaron Rodgers. And that means we've got to be better rushing the passer, better coverage, or we've got to be in games where they, he, you know, he doesn't have a 108 quarterback rating on a weekly basis against us. We've got to be better. John Dorsey's a name that's been out there, and people keep on mentioning him. He was with Green Bay forever. Uh, he was incredibly successful in Kansas City. He had success in Cleveland. He made a huge mistake in hiring Freddie Kitchens, but he did put a lot of the guys in place that the Browns are now nine and three, and they beat Tennessee. And they've drafted very well, and, and nobody—that's what it's about. And Dorsey, draft. He, Dorsey is a master at the draft. So, yep. so that would be there's one name. Um, so we'll, we'll, and I like that name. That's a good name. It's, it's a, yep. I mean, it would. I think people would be excited about it. And Eric Bieniemy is tied to him, who's the offensive coordinator in Kansas City. As the head coach, I think people would be excited about that too. Dave in South Florida, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hey guys, hey, thanks for taking my call. I think you guys need a new sponsor for a high blood pressure medication, based on the, the fact of these last couple games with the Bears, watching the Bears. Um, it's not a couple; it's six I, in a row. I, I already take yeah, it. I you can have a six pack, a V six, uh, all that. Six in a row in football is the death penalty. My question, I got two stats for you guys. This was mind-boggling. I looked this up a little while ago before the show started. The Bears have averaged less than one touchdown for, uh, in six games that they played this year. And that's mind-boggling. One touchdown for a game in six games played this year. I, I couldn't believe it. And then secondly, I don't know if happened. Uh, OB, did you guys catch the, the Chiefs game with the Broncos? Uh, and how Big Fangio held the Chiefs for almost three and a half quarters to nine points. That was our defense two years ago. They miss him. It's true. Well, that defense you saw, which is which is, and and, and let me tell you something, Dave. Dan and I, we both saw it at the towards the last half of last season. You know, we started saying 
that window's starting to shrink on the defense. You can still win a Super Bowl, but it's starting to shrink. And I tell you, we come into 2020, and I tell you, it's really starting to shrink. There's like there's injuries, and there's mistakes made. You know, you look at our safety play, which has not been this good this year, and that window's starting to get shorter and shorter and shorter. And you're wondering why, what are we, 7-5 and five now? And we still have some teams that we could beat. 5-7. and seven. But also, 5-7. and seven. But we also could lose those games too. Because I'll tell you what, we would have won them. I would say it easily if we had the defense operating the way it was. It is not, Dave. I'm telling you, it's not operating. The pass rush is not there. I don't see the fire in 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 the defensive team anymore. There's things that are starting to fade. You agree with that, Dan? Well, yes, there's no adjustments. We do not have answers. You know, our answer is go three man rush and drop eight and get eight alive. Then we go cover three and Stafford eats us alive. We don't have answers. That was Vic Fangio, and I've said it a hundred times. Nagy won coach of the year in 2018. That was a joke. Vic Fangio was coach of the year. You know what you do with Aaron Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes? You don't drop people back in, in coverage, okay? Because they have wide receivers that can get separation no matter how many guys are back there. The way you beat those guys, you get in their face. Not that you have to sack them every play or you have to have 10 sacks or six sacks. You got to be in his face. You got to make him move out of that pocket. You got to get him shuffling around, moving around. That's how you beat Aaron Rodgers. That's how you beat Patrick Mahomes, by going off him, not laying back. You lay back, those guys will kill you. Let's take uh, one couple two minutes here and we'll come on back and look what just got teed up is a huge problem that i'd like to just take a look at it was as to where the bears are going from here because they were in a great position a couple of years ago right now not so much 720 wgn wgn huddle right here he knows the insurance biz he prides himself in doing it right nationwide is on your side check out jeffvook.com Nationwide is indeed on your side. Hampton OB right here on 720 WGN brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Hampo's truck, the Chevy Silverado. Adam Ho coming up at the bottom of the hour. So I, I was just teeing up for a second here, Hamp. Who's ever going to get this job, assuming Ryan Pace is out the door like everyone seems to think at this point? It's going to be a hard lift. You're not going to get a top five pick. There are quarterbacks in the draft this year, but you're not going to get the shot at the first one. So you're going to, you're, hopefully, you're going to get the right one that falls to you. You've got to rebuild the offensive line to a certain point. You've got an aging defense. It ain't going to be easy to make this team get where they want to go. The critical factor is the quarterback position. Everybody knows Trubisky will not be back. What do you got? You got Foles, who was, you know, inept. So. There's more attractive organizational situations for the best young minds and coaches like Houston, even, uh, you know, even the Atlanta Falcons, you know, uh, Detroit, you know, they've got, they got a lot better, uh, stock, uh, uh, shelves than we do. And showing up like, I'm interviewing, and it's, it's the Chicago Bears. I get it. It's an incredible job. But you well, want- somebody, you know, somebody's going to uh, hopefully realize that, as Ob says, it's the footing and foundation of the league. Somebody wants to make their name here. But you're still walking in, and you're interviewing with the people that are up at Hallis Hall. Maybe that'll 
changed slightly. There's a lot of maybe Ted Phillips will retire is out there. That's interesting. All right, let's get back to the calls here. Jim in Chicago, welcome to WGN. Go ahead, Jim. Hey, guys, thanks for taking my call. Uh, Hamp was just talking about quarterbacks, and my question is, uh, as Hamp addressed, you know, Trubisky's going to be gone. Uh, Foles seems to be nothing but a retread. Uh, and I don't know really anything about our third-string guy, uh, Tyler Bray. Nothing to know. Ain't going to be him, Jim. Okay. We need a quarterback, Jim. You got any ideas? I have no idea. <laughs> I just, you know, the kid's been on the team for three years, all right? Yeah. I've got a name for you. Kyle Trask, the Florida quarterback. Um, I've watched him five times this year. I'd love to see him drafted by the Bears. He's rated about the fourth or fifth best quarterback, supposedly, in the mock-up drafts. He's 6'5", 240, and I mean, he throws the ball so well. So well, and he's fearless. I'd love to see Kyle Trask here. And, and you know what? I know the last guy we got from Florida wasn't so good, but, you know, it is what it is. This kid can play. 312-981-7200. Look, Trevor Lawrence is going to go one to the Jets. Justin Fields is going to go two to Jacksonville. And then from there, it'll Do be... what you got to do to get Trask. Okay. I'm just saying. Trey Lance is an interesting name. There's a sophomore. You're, you're going yep. to have, if Pace stays there, you're going to let this guy be in charge of another draft and him trying to draft a quarterback. Do you see what he did the last time? I don't think they're going to do it. Almost bankrupt this team. Yep, <clears throat> money wise and player wise. Mac Jones of Alabama has been linked to the Bears right now. The Bears would be drafted thirteenth, I believe it is. Uh, do what you got to do to get Kyle Trask. All right, that's the name. Jo- you. Josh and Joliet, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, this morning I was watching Channel Nine News, and it didn't sound like Nagy's job is in jeopardy. Um. Because they're all in contact, and they didn't say anything about it. So I think you're not going to see change. So I think the same people are going to be here next year. I mean, Ob, Ob, what do you see? Well, I, I, I'll, I disagree with you, Josh. Uh, I think the only way that, that that what your scenario would be that if it worked out, they would have to win out. If they lose, what? Are they, what do we have left? Two, uh, four games. Four games. If he goes fifty-fifty. There's a, a mild chance they might retain him. But I'll tell you what, anything less, this guy's gone. And Pace is gone. Josh, look what they have done since they have been here. I'm talking about Pace and then bringing Nagy in. Okay? It's right in front of you. It's not a mystery. These two men have no clue what it takes to be a world champion. They have none. Why do I say that? Take a look at our offense. Pace has been here six years trying to develop this team into a Super Bowl. Look at where we're at offensively. Look at our offensive line, our running backs, our quarterbacks. It goes on and on and on. They have to go. Both of them. Nagy's got two years left on his deal. Pace has one. Not that I don't think it's going to matter for for Ryan. I I do think there's an outside chance that they'll get rid of Pace and maybe allow whoever is going to come in here decide on Nagy. Now, most likely he'll decide Pace no. Has almost killed this this Bear team. 
I mean, he has, money-wise and talent-wise. Just look at it. Look what he's done in six years here. Look at his drafts and look at his trades and his free agency and look how much money this guy has put out. It's unbelievable. Well, look, they had the number three overall draft pick. Everybody knows the whole story here. But it was incredibly obvious when you looked at the quarterbacks that Deshaun Watson was your guy. 28-2. and at Clemson, two national championship it, games back to back, and, and the game great. he won one and lost one, Mark. He, he, and the one he lost, he threw for four touchdowns and over four hundred yards. Right, correct. Now, if you redrafted it, obviously Mahomes would go one, Watson would go two, Trubisky would go whenever hell the hell he'd go. All right, uh, but that was it. And if he had gotten it right, he'd be here for 10 years. But think about this. You can't make colossal mistakes like that and keep your job. If if you're George McKeskey, and the Bears are the fifth most valuable uh, organization, what would this organization be worth today if Mahomes was, was the quarterback? Just think about that. If he was the quarterback for the Chicago Bears, and you are essentially saying we're going to be a Super Bowl contender for the next 10 years, every year, what would the franchise be worth? You think that, that th- how much did that mistake cost? Yeah. did you? How much do you think those tickets would go if we had Mahomes? That's what I'm saying. Holy cow, what a thing they blew up on. And to and blow it, one guy to blow it like that. And I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. Because like Watson was the obvious pick. Everybody look, nine teams passed on Mahomes, and more would have had the Chiefs not traded up because people didn't have it. But Watson was obvious, and that should just what what the Bears did was. But in, Mahomes was rated a one in twenty year player. Mark. Yeah, I, I get it, I get it. But if if everybody knew what he would have been, he was he would have been drafted number one overall. Bernie uh, in Algonquin, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hey guys, I, I wanted to run a name or two by you about a uh, guy changing this team around. What about a guy like Jim Harbaugh or well, Al Rivera? Anybody want Harbaugh around here? You know, I hate to say it, what he did for the 49ers was magical. But there was a lot of different hidden hands with the talent that he had already on on the roster. Now he's at Michigan, he's stocking the shelves and cooking the dinners, and it hadn't been that great. I love Jim. I'm just saying, I don't know. Maybe the bloom's off of his rose. But the other name that you uh, you mentioned uh, was, who was it? I missed it. Did you, you hear said Harbaugh? I think, we, I think he dropped off, OB. I can't ask him, unfortunately. But whoever else you said, it, you know, he said Harbaugh and somebody else. Team. Sorry, people are no, talking. Uh, it's okay. Blank. I appreciate it, Jake. You, good effort behind the glass. Jeff and Dundee. Give me, give me hey, your best, guys. Jeff. D, save us. Hey, guys. Uh, good show. Anyway, what do you think about Brock Purdy from Iowa State? He played with um, with Montgomery. I mean, uh, what do you think? He's uh, you know, what, ranked number six in the, in the nation now. I don't know. If they're going for a Big 12 championship, what do you think of uh, Brock Purdy? Brock Purdy. Like it, Jeff. Hang on. We'll see if we got anybody got a Brock Purdy. Don't know anything about him. Out of He went to Perry High School. I can tell you that as I look at his Wikipedia right now. Brock Purdy. Anybody? Uh... We'll we'll do a deep dive on Brock Purdy. During I guess the news. he's pretty good. He's pretty good. Purdy would be great. We're in on Purdy over Trubisky. No problem. Purdy. All right. Eight thirty. Maybe Adam Hogue knows something about Brock Purdy. We can talk to him after the eight thirty news, which is right now on seven twenty WGN. 
There's a fine line between winning and losing in the NFL. Wow, wow, wow. Adam Holmes rhetorically dancing with his verbiage. It is Adam Hogue time, Hamp and OB, brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com and Dan Hampton's truck, Chevy Silverado. Something you can count on. That's exactly you know, right. It's just nice to pop into the room here. Rick Geezer. Rick Geezer. Yeah, our beloved uh, uh, producer of many years. Yeah. What a good guy. Rick, what a good guy. Rick Geezer was the leader of the show for, for, for many a year. Always good to see Geez and uh, hanging out today. Good to see you too, Adam Hogue. Welcome. How to lose a football game in four and a half minutes. You can check that one out at NBC Sports Chicago. Well done on that article, Adam Hogue. You summed it up very well. Thank you. I mean, I didn't write it. I mean, I did write it, but the Bears wrote it, really. I just laid it all out, what happened, what I saw with my own eyes, which was hard to believe. By the way, I also... Did, I can't see Rick Geezer, but hello to Rick Geezer. Okay, we'll make sure I'm we sure, see No, him. I'm sure you can hear he's in the hallway somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let, let's get this thing started. We've already had a couple of calls about the fact that the, the defense magically, all of a sudden now, has no answers. It's we not saw, all of a sudden, Danny. It's been, well, it's been, it's been coming, but the yeah. last two weeks, up in Green Bay, and of course we had the the, the fake Nagy you know, uh, criticism of the defense. And then this week, we're in a position with 10 points, you know, a lead in the fourth quarter, and it, we had no answers. And a lot of it has to do with cover three. A lot of it has to do with the fact that, as OB said, our – $20 million pass rusher was on the sidelines watching the game when uh, Matt Stafford was going through us like a knife through butter. Yeah, it's a lot of different things. Um, you know, I, I think it's uh, kind of all of the above. Like, we talked a lot with a lot of things with the Bears this year. It's that. But, you know, I, I certainly not having the pass rush hurts. Um, I also think it's very obvious when you watch the film, Chuck Pagano's been caught in the long coverages at times. Um, you know, we've talked endlessly in the past about Khalil Mack dropping back into coverage. Uh, it happened. Now I'm losing track of which game it was, but I know within the last two games we saw Robert Quinn in coverage giving up a big play. Um, you know what's funny? You guys, we talked about this, I think, the Rams week, but the Rams defensive coordinator right now is Brandon Staley. And I think about, I've been thinking about this the last couple of weeks because Brandon Staley was the Bears' outside linebackers coach. He was, he was here when Khalil Mack had his one dominant season with the Bears. Um, and he followed Vic Fangio to Denver. And then very quickly after one season in Denver, got hired by Sean McVay, who was tired of losing to Vic Fangio's defense, uh, which happened in 2018, which happened in 2019, and it impacted them losing that Super Bowl to the Patriots because Bill Belichick picked up a lot of that same stuff. Well, the point I'm getting to, and it's a little long-winded, but shouldn't the Bears have seen that Brandon Staley could have been Vic Fangio's replacement? I mean, he was in the building. I like it. And if he, and if he's that highly sought after and that respected, and by the way, I know he was respected that year he was with the Bears. I was impressed with him. I got to talk to him four times maybe, once every month, and every time we talked to him, I came away impressed. Why did he have to follow Vic Fangio to death? Why couldn't he have just been the replacement, and shouldn't the Bears have seen that? I, it's just a, I, admittedly, I didn't think that at the time, but I'm thinking of that now, and these are the people in that building that right now that should have seen that back then, in my opinion. Adam, I have a one-word answer for you on that. Pace. My God, 
like he couldn't see it. If anybody in the Bears organization should recognize that on both sides of the ball, it should have been Pace. He said, no, this kid's not going. We're keeping him here. And that's, again, reason number 58 or whatever, how high ever you want to count, that Pace has to go. This guy's been here six years, and it's enough is enough with this guy. And what about Ed Donatell, who did such a magnificent job with the secondary, and there was still a hangover last year, and part of the reason Eddie Jackson was able to make All-Pro two years ago and make the big contract was Ed Donatell, the secondary coach, and instead of you know making an effort to retain him... Move from within. and, ...and let Vic go on, Ed went with Vic. Evidently, there was no interest in uh, Ed Donatell. So I'm just saying. And now, you, have you have you watched Eddie Jackson try to make a tackle? Have you uh, even Kyle Fuller? Yeah. I mean, it's uh, the They're chicken flying. The yeah, the flying chicken wing. And guess what? People, you know, watch film. They see that. All they got to do is just make a move and go around him. So it, it, it it's a combination of the secondary, you know, having major bust and breakdowns. But it all goes back to the fact we're not getting any pressure. We have to be able. Aaron Rodgers is a good player, but he's really good if you don't touch him. It's a nine on seven drill when we played two weeks ago. He didn't even get touched. So at some point, don't you have to pin this on on Pagano and the fact that for whatever reason he's he's playing scared. He's not coming with a bunch of uh, packages. The, late in, late in the in the game, the Detroit Lions weren't getting anything going with their you know nobody defensive line. Well, they were sending five and even six on occasion. Yeah, I mean it's it's um it's really hard to explain honestly because it's not like the defense was bad all year. I I, I mean I think there were problems. I think there were things that we talked about every single week and, and specific plays that we questioned. But, you know, that performance in Green Bay, I don't even – Aaron Rodgers is amazing, but it was inexcusable just to be carved up like that the whole game. And then I, I was uh, getting frustrated a little bit during the game on Sunday against the Lions because even when the Lions only had 20 points, um, I felt like the broadcast was praising the job of the Bears' defense for responding after the embarrassment the week before, and, and I wasn't terribly impressed. Um, and then for Matthew Stafford to go six straight completions down the field, bam, 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 uh, almost every single one of them but one, I think, was double-digit yards, and get a wide-open touchdown like that, a lot of it had to do with pressure. And I guess my question is, you know, if Matthew Stafford can get out of the pocket uh, and you lose contain on Matthew Stafford, what is Deshaun Watson going to do to you on Sunday? Because he's been man- magnificent despite not having very much help or protection in front of him this season. And I just, I, I, I honestly think it's going to be ugly. You want to know what? Here's, hey, I, hey, Houston is not a, exactly a juggernaut. What's their record? Yeah, four wins, OB. Four wins, yep. okay? Four wins. And our backs are to the wall. And I'll tell you what, we better come out firing from that opening gun, that opening second. Do not give him a chance to get a second breath. Go after him on defense. What 
the hell do you have to lose? Throw every blitz known to mankind at him. Get in the John Watson's face. That's the only way you're going to win this game. You play this layback defense like Mr. Hampton's talking about, we're going to get killed. Hey, Adam, hang on here. I want to come back, and you can address that. And what you think is going to happen in the offseason, we kind of bury the lead here. I'm curious what Adam thinks is going to be the deal once the season does come to an end here. Come on back with Adam Hogue on 720 WGN. Looking for that unique stocking stuffer? This is UOB. Has anyone in your life mentioned they want to try CBD? You go to Herbal Active's high-performance CBD-infused balms and lotions, and their patented time-release formulation provides you extended localized relief. It's all-natural, it's non-GMO, and THC-free. It makes a great gift. Order now, and you'll get it in time for Christmas. Go to WGNCBD.com. You get 25% off all CBD products using the promo code WGN25. Yes, OB. Yeah, give it a whirl, folks. I'll tell you what. I am listening. It does work. I don't know what you just threw to the ground there, but that was the power of CBD. It was for extra effect. That was the you couldn't have done that last year without the CBD. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Go to WGS. When I went like that, yeah. I think something fell from the desk. The, the whole console came because you were so flexible. <laughs> Go to WGNCBD.com. Use the promo code WGN25 for 25% off. Can we get an engineer in here? Matt, you said you haven't spoken with management, but do you feel like you still have their support right now? Yeah, I do. And I, and I think that, uh, um, again, just knowing the, the type of, of team and, and players and person that, that I am and that we are and the, 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 the building that we have with Ryan and with our, our players, you know, uh, we totally understand where things are at and, and the frustration on understanding it. But I think that's where just communicating as to where we're at, what we have in front of us and, and how we need to finish. Um, uh, that, that's the only thing that we can do. And that's, uh, that's exactly um, what our job is to do, and, and that's that's why that's that's why we're here right now is to do that. So we need to do it. Wrong. Your job is to win games. Yeah, you know what, you know what, Nagy. How about when you were playing the Los Angeles Rams, and you had twenty seconds to go in the half, and you had a timeout, and what did you do? You took the team into the end zone. You took the team into the end zone. You didn't even take a chance to try to put seven or three on the board. Rodgers, shortly after that, had 19 seconds left and a timeout, and he put three points on the board. And you're talking about they love me, I love you, we understand each other, we would do this, we that. No, you don't. You don't know how to win a game. It's He's been doing the, I love the where we're at and where we're at with this. And Adam Hogue, where are you at, by the way, with what's going to happen here at the end of the season? Yeah, well, I mean, look, here's the reality. I, you know, I hear you guys uh, every week. I hear the – trust me, I hear the fan base. I, uh, You know, whether it's podcast listeners we have or Twitter, I mean, the, the reality is they've lost the fan base. I mean, that's happened. The, Absolutely. The, 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 the situation is that. And, you know, you, so you got to start looking at this. And, and, and the decisions that have been made over the last six years have led to this point where you're now against the salary cap. Uh, you have to find a new quarterback again and these are major franchise altering decisions that need to be made here this off season so can you you know i just don't know how you can look at that and and say that ryan pace is going to get a seventh season uh with all these decisions coming up it's just how the nfl business works and and so if you're gonna make that move um how can george mccaskey then 
you know, get up there at the end of the season and say, all right, we're making a change at general manager and Ted Phillips and I are going to begin the search. Um, how many of those, how many chances do you get at that? You, you know, I just, like I said, they've lost the fan base. So how can you get up there and say that you're going to conduct another search and expect the fans to accept that? I just don't see that happening. So where I sit here today to answer your question, Carm, I think that there are go- there's going to be change uh, even higher than the general manager because, and maybe I'm just looking at it logically, and that's a dangerous thing to do here with this franchise, but I just, I think there has to be change and there will be change because I don't know how they can just say, oh, we're going to go through this whole process once again and you should believe us just because uh, it, they haven't earned that credibility. Adam, you know what? They, uh, the ownership and the upper, upper management can't, they can't use the word assume. They can't assume anything that the Bears are going to be there every waiting moment, hour, every day, every year. That's just not going to happen. Through this COVID-19 People are finding other things to do, other ways to do things with other people, other ways to get their job done. There's not a lot of interest in what's really going on in the world of football, basketball, etc. People are dying, people are getting sick, and they're finding different ways to do things, let alone trying to stay alive and trying to stay healthy. And, brother, if you think you're going to come back to Chicago Bears and you're going to bring back Pace and Nagy and this coaching staff and you think it's going to be okay with the Chicago fans, you got another thing coming. You better start thinking real deep about it, ownership, management. And another thing, Adam, you know, Nagy saying when he was asked, do you think the players are still with you? Are they still behind you? And he kind of stumbles around and goes, yeah, you know, you know we're all in this together. No, no the players, they know what their job is. It's to play. Now, they require from you, Matt Nagy, a couple of things. They need answers, i.e. better schemes, better answers. When certain teams do certain things, we have to be able to counter. We need someone with an IQ that's able to create winning Game plans. The other thing they need is motivation and accountability. And you know what? The motivation has been spotty at best, but the accountability. Again, we've went through this with him. Yeah, no, it's not his fault. Yeah, I'm not accountable to my brother. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you know, you're your brother's keeper, but he ain't the one that's going to decide whether or not I, I eat or I get paid. You know, there needs to be fear of failure in any professional sports organization. And you know what? People that don't want to understand that, or they can't comprehend that, they shouldn't be coaching a football team like the Chicago Bears. They need a head coach and a general manager that's a taskmaster. Okay? Somebody like a Ditka, a Bill Belichick. A Joe Judge in in New York. You, at, They're at, making things happen. And by the way, a caller a minute ago will be said Harbaugh and Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera's doing a hell of a job with Jack uh, Del Rio. They just and, knocked off Pittsburgh. Yeah, but he's he ain't going nowhere. He get, he's got a sweetheart deal. He's got a five year contract. But that's, he ain't going nowhere. Danny, that's the kind of coach and general manager we need. We don't want to hear they love me, I love them. I got his back, they got our back. Fans love us, we love them. Forget about the love. Get the hell out there and play football like the Chicago Bears are supposed to. And I'll tell you what, and again, please, George, ownership, man, my God, 
go get somebody that will be accountable and not talking all this foolish nonsense and words about I I got them, they understand me, I understand them. Nobody understands you, Nagy. That's why you're a failure so far in the Chicago Bears. And I'm going to tell you something. As far as I'm concerned, and I, I think I can speak for Dan, we're about up to our eyebrows with you and all your words. Adam, do you have any names in mind right now? Offer coach? Well, no. Sure. Any of them. Well, Co- I'll, be honest, I'll, be, I'll be honest because going back on what I just said, I, I mean, I think we're talking about much bigger here. I mean, right. I mean, I think we're talking about a potential new team president. And then that trickles down to who you pair with the coach and who you. But I look, look. I'll say this: I agree with you guys, and that it's got to be somebody. Um, it's going to hold their feet to the fire. Yeah, accountability, um, uh, toughness. You know, like they they got to be playing with fundamentals and and physicality. You know, like that. That's to me. That's what they lack the most. Um, they're just not physical enough up front on the on the offensive side, especially. And so I, I don't know. Those, those are some of the things that I'm I'm looking for right now. They beat the Texans. No, no. Look, what what did, what did Patrick Mahomes do? You saw him last year at Soldier Field, and that, and, and he's great. But so is Deshaun Watson. And and don't you you better believe that if he scores a touchdown, he's going to be counting a twelve, just like Patrick Mahomes <laughs> counted a ten last year. It, you know that these players, they, 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 that stuff matters. They hold on to that. They hold grudges, and I guarantee you that kid's going to come in the Soldier Field and and, uh, and and put on the show. You know what, Adam? We against Detroit. What we we were approaching, almost getting close to giving up 500 yards. And game after game, it's usually roughly a little short of, or right around our defense is giving up. Basically, week after week, roughly around 400 yards, close to 500 against the Detroit Lions. Now, you got Deshaun Watson coming in here, and brother, if we don't go after this kid, he's going to eat us alive, even though they've only won four games. But this kid is a brilliant quarterback. He's proved it. Adam, we're up against it. Hamp, you want the last word? Hey, I'm just going to say, anybody that says Eric Bieniemy is the next coach, not not a chance. He'll be the next Houston coach because he knows what he's capable of doing with Mahomes. He can duplicate it with Deshaun Watson. Adam Hogue, you're the best. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks, Adam. All right, guys. Talk to you next week. Adam Hogue with us, our Bears reporter on 720 WG. He is is good. He is good. You bet he is. He's the best. 720 WGN. up and play football. Nine o'clock hour. It's our guy, Glenn Kozlowski, the Cosman, jumping on. Kozzy, how are you? Well, I'm better than the Bears, that's for <laughs> damn sure. So, I can tell you that much. Well, I'm uh, ready to fire away, but I'm not ready to fire away because it really is just embarrassing at this point. It's time to just make a change. Yeah, let's. We'll get into it. We got to uh, get some guts and some. Uh, we got to drop our. Uh, you know what? And if we could do that, we'll be okay. Hampo Kaz just sent me a picture or, or texted me a picture of himself in a cowboy hat. He's calling himself <laughs> Cowboy Kaz. It's a. It's a. With the gra- K though. With the K. Cowboy with the K because I don't want to ever disrespect real cowboys because those are real men. <laughs> it, 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 it's aggressive. All right, hey, hang on here a second, Kaz. Well, actually, no, don't hang on. We're going to bring a call in with Kaz because Mark and Broadview, you've been waiting all night. want to get you in here. Thank you for being patient. We're going to give you a $50 gift card 
to Bartolini's Restaurant and Catering, family-owned and operated, serving the best Italian cuisine in Chicago. When do I get that, for crying out loud? you got to keep working for it, my brother. Okay. Uh, they got the world-famous meatballs. They're located at 144th and Pulaski in Midlothian, open seven days a week for dine-in patio seating and to-go orders. Details at Bartolini's.com. Mark, thanks for being patient. Go ahead, my friend. Um. I'm so glad to get through to you guys, and uh, like I said, watching the Bears, it's been like that Rolling Stones song, The Muddy Waters, where they said, got my ugly woman. You okay and, there, and Mark? Yeah. Mark, you cut out. Mark, Sorry, Mark. Ugly woman of mine. That's the song. No, I called the ugly woman of mine. Ugly woman of mine. All right. Uh, gotcha. I, Mark, I didn't know the call was going to go this way, but we're still giving you Bartolini's because you're, you're, you, 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 were, you were patient. He hung in there for an hour, right, Mark? Yeah, yeah I mean. Give it to him. Mark with a good effort. I don't, do you, anybody know that song? Hamp, you're the musical guy. No, I don't know. Hamp knows it, of course he does. But I, I, I kind of think uh, ugly being the, uh, the, 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 the operative word of the evening it came to Came out. So. Hey, Kaz, have you ever seen a team think that a uh, onside kick was coming with three timeouts and two minutes to go and put your best uh, kickoff returner up on the hands team and put your receiver as and drop to pass all the way back uh, to return a kick with no blockers? Uh, I, you know what? I'm not even – I don't even want to talk about it anymore because it's just disgusting. Well, I mean, what, what do you want me to say? It's, it's ugly. It's stupid. Um, he's a bad coach. We have a bad general manager, and honestly, they need to make changes from the top, and I think you're going to see it at the end of this year. I I really do think that uh, Ted Phillips, uh, for all his great service over the years, or bad service, depending on how you look at it, uh, he'll retire, and then everything will change. So that's what I predict is going to happen. You know, Kaz, we've been talking all night about how stupidly the Bears played the last three or four minutes of the game and allowed... A a, 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 a rudderless Detroit Lion team that had fired its coach, fired its general manager, had nothing to play for, and yet... Wait a minute. They come in our home. Exactly. And all that being said, this is coming off the heels of a team off of the bye. Off of a bye, we go up to Green Bay and are embarrassed and then come home and when we we should have been breathing fire and wanted to stomp some the life out of the lions and we let them hang around and and again don't score in the third quarter and then we see what unfolds with trubisky taking a strip sack on third and four in the fourth quarter can you could you write a scenario of being dumber than that no no it's um it's the it's the dumbest thing I've ever watched. It's the dumbest game I've ever seen. And quite honestly, uh, you know, look, I, I don't want to make it personal, but uh, Matt Nagy probably is a really nice guy. I know he has a wonderful family, but he's not a head football coach in the National Football League. Ryan Pace, nice guy, as you know, Dan, has a great story, but he's not a general manager in the National Football League. And those are the two guys that the Bears have let lead them down this path. And what we're getting now is what, um, you know, I hate to say it, but uh, it, it, it's what we deserve in a certain degree, right? Because when you let incompetent people 
do incompetent jobs, that's what happens. No. It smells, and it stinks. There's not a lot more to say. Glenn and Danny and Mark, what's an amazing stat here? Chicago Bears, their defensive statistics as a team. Um, Getting it's, worse, OB. It's, it's an amazing thing. Uh, Quinn, you know how many tackles and assists he had against Detroit? Oh, did he play for the Bears? Yeah. Zero. I'm going to tell you, zero. <laughs> I didn't think he played for him. Glenn, you know how many tackles? <laughs> zero. Mac had, and how many, uh, how many assists he had? Zero. Zero. $211 million for those two men. And we're playing against a team who was just god-awful. It's unbelievable. And they're not even in the defensive statistics anywhere. How is that possible? How is that possible? Because they quit playing for this guy in this... um... And the defense, and, and and it just goes to show you how poorly coached they are across the board. That they don't have the pride anymore to really lay it out on the on the line, right? I mean, let's let's call it what it is. It's it's pride. Um, and these guys have gone nothing but backwards. You know, I made that bold prediction when they were five and one. We're going to the playoffs, and of course now I'm eating my words every week when Mark Carmen brings it up. So I thought I'd beat beat them to it. Good job this week, but hey, I didn't realize how poorly coached they are. Um, and now what do we do? Well, um, we've got to redial everything up. You start at the top, you work down, you got to get an actual football guy, and then we need a coach. And you know, you're going to have to find it um, in assistant coaches, I'm guessing, because there's not anybody that just jumps out right now that you could bring in. That is a, But it has to be somebody that's willing to demand respect and basically um, get rid of you if you don't do your job. And that's really what it's going to take to turn the Bears around. You know what, Glenn and Dan, let me throw this question out. we got four games to go, okay? And, I mean, not unless a flat-out football miracle happens Chicago's way that they get into the playoffs, okay? It's next to impossible. Do you think there's a possibility that some of these players – will be tiptoeing through the tulips. In other words, they're looking not to get hurt these next four games so their career isn't ended or they don't wind up having a shoulder inj- surgery or a knee or whatever have you. You think there's that possibility that some well, of these players... I on Sunday. Pardon? on Sunday with some of the guys that you mentioned, Ed. I mean, yeah. let's be honest. Call it what it is. We could say whatever and they could deny it. But the truth is, if I'm a defensive player... And I'm on that team watching that coach lead us. Eventually, you're just going to lose interest and just try to protect yourself. And it's it's a shame because the guy is uh, he's not inspiring. That's that's to say the least, right? Does some... anybody want to follow him? I think he'd be a great high school football coach. I mean that in a complimentary no way. No chance. No way. You don't think that no he? Way. You don't think that Matt Nagy could coach a high school football team? Nope. Nope. Because you have to understand young men. You have to understand men in general, right? You've got to figure out how to push their buttons and actually demand a lot out of them. And really, as a head coach, you're not supposed to be liked. You're supposed to get the best out of your players. 
And, you know, I think Matt Nagy's problem is he always wanted to be liked instead of demanding things from his players. And he wants to be everybody's so, best friend. Yeah, you can't be. As a head football coach, I mean, look, you're going to have to cut somebody. Everybody you, you that plays for you, you're going to have to let go at some point. You can't be their friend. you got to demand the best from them, get them to their full potential, and then, you know what, you hopefully outlast them. And, just and for, that didn't happen. For the record, that was not a shot at high school coaches, and I love that Kaz just no. was like, nope, he couldn't be a high school coach. I was a high school coach, and I demanded excellence, and Matt Nagy wouldn't do it on that level either, so he'd fail on that level. Yeah, he would. <laughs> Honestly, trust me. I mean, th- those kids have to have – they have to have – there always has to be a little edge to the head coach. And they're not quite sure where you're coming from. And that's how you win, and that's how you get the best out of your players. And then once they realize that you're trying to get them to their full potential, it's amazing what they do, right? They start playing hard, and they just start letting it go. So, no, he couldn't do it there either. He doesn't know how to read uh, young men and, and motivate them. Let's take calls with Kaz coming on back here. Hamp, it'll be till 10 on 720 WGN. Jeff Vukovic Vuk. is back, the straight shooter who knows insurance. He's on your side. He'd love to help you. Because mm, you can sing it with me. Nationwide is on your side. Check out Jeff Vukovic. You, know, you got really Vuk. a good voice, thank, actually, th- Mark. Th- thank you, Cos. You. you want to try that one out? Mm, no. no. Nationwide is on your side. Check out Jeff Vuk. Vuk would post you up, Kaz. He would take no you to the question about it. Take That's you to the house, Kazi. Uh, all right, let's take some calls with Glenn Kozlowski. Hampton OB brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com. Dan Hampton's truck, the Chevy Silverado, till the top of the hour. Thank you for being along tonight as we digest six losses in a row. The Houston Texans are here on Sunday. That's a noon kickoff. Every game the rest of the way, if you're putting it in your calendar, in your head calendar like I like to do, they're all noon games at Houston, at Minnesota, at Jacksonville, and home with Green Bay if you're still Wouldn't that be great to be on at 3 o'clock on uh, Sunday uh, afternoon? Dan, if I tell you the people, because I'm out and uh, about every day, that ask, where are you guys? When are you on? Know, you're on stupid what? is. As stupid <laughs> we does. are here on Tuesday nights. Oh, all right. God. Okay. I, that I'm going to tell you. I mean, I, I get calls all the time. I had a buddy last night that was really fired up and upset that we weren't on. So... I get it every day, you know, they, every day. Two nights ago, I should say now. What is it, Tuesday? I don't even know what day it is anymore. It, it's, it's ridiculous. It's Tuesday, Cos. Jeff in Des Moines, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Yeah, before week 12 against the Lions, um, I, a, a thought struck me. I looked out into the field. I saw the, the 4D line, the three linebackers, the four defensive backs, and I said, those were the starters on game one on defense, uh, with the exception of Roy Robertson-Harris, who's a rotational defensive tackle. Then I looked over at the offense and I saw two starters from day one on injured reserve. I started looking around the NFL a little bit and I've discovered it doesn't take very long. The Bears are one of the healthiest teams in the NFL. Yes, they are. And that is a dramatic indictment of the general manager and the head coach that they're performing uh, this poorly. Even if you look in the division the Bears are in, of all three of the teams in the division have either twice as many starters on injured reserve, or I think the Lions have two more players than the Bears do on injured reserve that are starters. So this is this is a healthy team, and they're awful. Thank you for underlining that, Jeff. Well said, though. Jeff, and it only underlines the point that not only has the coaching been a failure 
in all aspects. Think about it. You know, the, the, the breakdowns in the kicking game. And I brought this up an hour ago, cause if we don't fart around and get a, a extra point blocked off the opening drive, all we got to do is kick a field goal and we got a chance to go into overtime against these bums, the Lions. And yet now we got to go for a touchdown. And then we already talked to you about the fact that, you know, worried and playing scared about the onside kick. We take the best kick returner on the planet and put him up on the front line where he's not a good blocker and doesn't know what he's doing. And they, they put Mooney in the, you know, back deep. And all he's doing is basically running for his life and goes down at the 11. So, I mean, and forget the offense, forget the defense, forget the injured players. In every aspect of this football team, it's poorly coached. Right. Third and four. Why are you even passing the ball at that point? A seven-step uh, drop. Why not a bootleg to Cole Komet on a, a tight end drag? Yeah, anything. Bootleg him, and maybe, you know, uh, he's not a great quarterback, but he can run, and he's willing to put his head down and run over people. So, yeah, anything would have worked except for what they called. Right. If you would have called, said, okay, here's 100 plays, which one do you not want to run? That would have been 100. That would have been the last one I would have called. Because you're asking Jermaine Effetti, playing right tackle, to block a nine-yard drop. and That's what got him run out of Seattle. He couldn't do it there, and he can't do it here. And you're asking Trubisky, who cannot process and make reads and get rid of the ball, to do something that he can't do, and yet the most important critical point in the game, you call that play. Like as if nobody knows he's right. he's not a pocket passer. Nobody could figure that out, that it shouldn't be sprint outs, move the pocket, slide the line, bootleg out. There's so many things you could do. We say this game after game after game. Glenn, we said it last year, game after game after game. My God, how many times you got to knock your head against the wall? Yeah, and it just, it it really was simple. I mean, bootleg him out. Worst case scenario, he doesn't get the first down, but he'll tuck and run. You cut the field in half, it's easy reads. He can either see an open guy and he throws the ball, or he keeps it and he tries to get a first down. Either way, now you're at least punting the ball away, barring it getting blocked, but who knows, they probably would have schemed against us and blocked it because we don't do anything well. But if we actually punt the ball away, it's a different game, right? Think about it. It's just a different game. It's a different score. The outcome is different. If Nagy... And, and nope, Lazor, we got to be we got to be geniuses. If, Drop them back. If Nagy and Lazor should be called out for anything in this game, at what quarter? What on that particular play, Glenn and Dan? My God, the worst position you could put this kid in, where he does not function, is that drop back in the pocket quarterback, of which he is not. Okay, right. With, and you're in your fifth to last game to go. You're at home. And, and it's a critical situation, and all of a sudden you go brain dead, and what do you play do you call? And where do you set up Trubisky at? It's like, what did you think was going to happen? Let's get uh, Mike in here. Who's got I hate any- to say this, Mark, before we get Mike in, yeah. but Ed's 100% correct. I mean, you just you can't put – he may turn out to be a, a pretty decent NFL player. I'm talking about the quarterback, right? He may be a good player, but you got to use him properly with his strength, not 
you know, you don't put him in the worst position possible. And it's so simple. Look, this kid could roll out. He could run. That's the things that he brings that Nick, you know, Nick Foles didn't have. He could run. That's what you want to do with this guy. So anyway, get to Mike. We'll get to Mike right after news. It's 9.30. This is 7.20 WGN. Hey, Matt, um, throughout this whole last couple of years here, you've always been very clear to us that you and Ryan have a really strong line of communication and dialogue during a season. Does that communication also extend to George and ownership? Yeah, no, we, we, we have a – we all have a really good communication. I think that's one of the things that I know Ryan and I really appreciate um, from George and Ted is, is uh, the communication process that we've used over the last three years. Uh, it, it's, it's very open. Um, there's a lot of listening on both sides and then it's, it's a, there's a togetherness and understanding the whys. you know, I think um, for, for myself, just speaking for me, when I have those conversations um, with, with Ted and with George, I just appreciate them being able to understand from from you know from my end and the things that that we're going through and how we do it, and then for me to be able to listen from their end what they see because that that's just so important to understand and hear that and and then be able to to work through the pros and the cons that you talk about. So that part I, I couldn't ask any more for, and, and you know I just appreciate that. So that one's just confusing, right? Hampton OB with Kaz to the top of the oh, hour. Sucking up. That's what it's called. You're 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 right. Sucking up. So but do He's you th- sucking up. Ooh, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Who cares? Win football games. Well, but hold on a second. He's saying that him and Ryan are having a conversation, and him and George are having a conversation, him and Ted Phillips are having a conversation. He likes and he listens to what they see and he's telling them what he's doing. Do you uh, do do you guys that pretty think much the, if that's really true, that's a sad affair, right? Because I mean, I, hey, hey, honestly, hey, that hey. means you have four people that have no clue is what he's saying, well, and what? I don't believe that. I just think, I just think he's bibbly blobbly blobbly blue. Hey, hey, George, why don't you ask uh, why would you put Trubisky in a seven step drop on th- th- third and four with everything on the line? <laughs> And, and and not do anything to help protect the uh, the the right tackle that can't pass block. Yeah, why why, why would you do that? Tight end. Why not put a guy in motion? Why not? I mean, here's the thing about it. You look at the teams that are successful in the NFL. Motion is key because it tips off. So you have a quarterback that's struggling with reading and processing, right, Dan? Well, what do you do? You put guys in motion to de- help him determine whether it's man or zone. That's all. It's it's so simple. Yeah, but, but 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 here's here's the hidden answer. When you put somebody in motion, then you will get a key, and you will. You know, smart quarterbacks will determine man zone, whatever it may be. But we have a quarterback that we had to play Cody Whitehair at center because he could not go to the line of scrimmage and determine who the middle linebacker was on any given defense. But I just now, when you start the motion, then it complicates things in his mind. And then he probably forgets who's running what route and this and that. So we're going to go as simple as we can which only makes us setting ducks for the opposition. Well, but then if you're going simple, then roll them out. Like Ed has been screaming about for, you know, since uh, we had Mitchell as our starting quarterback. Roll them out. Cut the field in half. Let him see that half of the field. 
But motion still, even if he can't read it, if the guy follows, there's a good chance it's going to be a man cover, right? I mean, it's just so simple. If there's two safeties back there, it's going to be a zone. If, a safety, if there's one safety and the guy follows, it's going to be man. I mean, it, it, it's not hard to look at this and figure it out. Football hasn't changed. It's still the same. You know, you could disguise things, but you've got to follow somebody. And the, the, the teams that are winning the most, a lot of motion. Kansas City, a lot of motion. Why do they do motion? To help their quarterback, who's uh, probably the best player in the National Football League, to read and see what's happening. And, oh, by the way, we're going to see the second best quarterback come in this week. Hey, Glenn. You know what you were just talking about. Let me tell you something. There's so many different offensive sets that they could run from. They could go with a single back, but in an H position. If it's strong left, put him right behind the weak side guard. Put him in motion, going to the strong side. Put Cole Komet somewhere in a slot or in a a near flaker or even a tight end. Pull him out. Put him in motion, going back the other way. My God, there's, there's, and, and, and if I'm a defensive, a back, a, a, a strong safety or a weaker cornerback, and I've got Cole Komet coming in motion and he's coming towards me and I have to cover him and he's coming on me at a run. I mean, there's, there's things that you can put the fear of God into and the fear of God into by coming with different offensive sets. Use people in motion. Cross them. There's, I mean, it's mind-boggling. And, and what do we do, Glenn? You know, you sit there and you look at it. We do nothing. No, no, we don't. And I, I just, I really, it's, it's hard to defend this guy um, as, number one, the offensive coordinator, and then number two, as the head coach, because you're seeing the team quitting on him every week. And he called them out. Think about it. He called them out against the Lions, which if, if there was ever a game to call your players out, it would be this game against the Detroit Lions. They lost their head coach. They lost their general manager. This is a team that's ready to just lay down. They look like they're starting to lose the team. They'll lay down and give up. My little Dan texted me and said, it's time we defund Nagy. (laughs) (laughs) He's right. How is little Dan, by the way? He's beautiful. He's not little Dan anymore. He's enormous and doing well, isn't he? No bet. We got a caller? We've got lots of callers. Uh, let's well, get let's get sure. I'll be. You want to go to the calls? Let's get uh, Mike, who wants to talk about uh, an interesting name, perhaps coming to the Bears. Go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Uh, first of all, Ob uh, tiptoeing through the tulip. I think that's Allen Robinson. Uh, he doesn't want to get hurt. He's not getting paid, so he's going elsewhere. So you know what? Games, he's, he's a good talent. He's showing up. You're- Dan Hampton, I got a question for you. Old old team man of yours, Jeff Fisher. How about head coach? Fish has been out of the league now, I think, three or four years. And you know what what happens is when you get released and the your successor comes in and takes your team to the Super Bowl, then you look like a Nagy. <laughs> Yeah, you know, <laughs> like you don't know what yeah, was going on. Unfortunately, yeah. And right? Jeff, Jeff, he made a lot of money and coached a lot of teams, and you know, he made, you know, he was he was a winning coach. But I think you know the ship has sailed on on fish. He's doing. I mean, he's doing commercials where yeah. It just again, when you're doing those kind of commercials where you're at a guy's house cleaning it, that's just weird. You know, honestly, that's not a head football coach, right? 
let's just get, strange. Let's get Steve in Edgewater on 720 WGN. What's up, Steve? Yeah, I, I think uh, Kaz said it perfectly about pride. I think if the Bears and Mitch Trumisky had any pride, that uh, they would predict a win. The, the Green Bay should be their Super Bowl. You know, forget Texas, whatever. Green Bay should be the season loss. Green Bay should be their Super Bowl. You should have a hothead somewhere on the team say, you know what, we're going to beat Green Bay, put it out there publicly, and have to live up to it. And then put everybody so if there, if there are people laying down, they got to step up because he's put everybody on blast, and now they got to play whether they want to or not. Steve, I, I, Steve I agree with I what you're it. saying, but not Green Bay. That's the last game. They got to put it to, to the Texans. Okay, in a few days. That's what they have to do. Take what you said, but not then, but now. Take the game in front of you and annihilate them. You got four games to go. Let's see what kind of heart. Let's see what kind of guts. Let's see what kind of determination. And let's see what kind of coaching we can put together for four more games. And it's got to start this Sunday. Yeah, but I I just, you know what, at this point, Ed, I just don't see it happening unless one of the players step up and make that challenge. It has to come from the players. Because clearly our coaches, you know, Nagy threw out the uh, whole gauntlet last week and it blew up in his face. So can't come from a, a coach. It has to come from a player. Larry, Southeast Side, welcome to WGN. Go ahead. Hey, it's an honor talking to you guys. You guys are great, all you players, man. Thanks, pal. Um, I, I, Eddie, you were saying earlier about annihilate. Well, I, I have a feeling this weekend, J.J. Watt is going to annihilate that Bears offensive line and Trubisky. You had to say that, huh? that. <laughs> Don't underestimate Houston. They they could put a good game together. And, I, and the Bears are not going to beat anybody. The only game they're going to win the rest of the year is against Jacksonville. They're going to finish at 6-10. and 10. They're and not going to beat Jacksonville, like say, by the way, because those guys play hard for their head coach. You right. Know, they're in every game, and they're laying it out. So I'm going to tell you, it's it's a tough sled for the Bears right now because they're not playing as hard as the other teams are. You're right. And the Bears have been valued, their team, at four, almost $4 billion. So why can't they go out? And the rumor has it that Bill Cowher would like to coach a pro team again. Why can't, why can't the Bears go out and make an offer to Bill Cowher? Because I think he'd love to come to Chicago. Because the New York Jets are probably working behind the scenes to get that done. And think about this. The Jets, whether you like it or not, they've got a quarterback that is probably capable in Sam Darnold. But they will also have the first pick in the draft so they could get rid of Darnold and get Mr. Everything from Clemson. And why would that be preferable? I think he lives in New York as we speak. Kazi, you want to stick around with the last segment, my friend? Of course. All right. All right, hang on there. There's no quitting, Cods. There is. With the callers. It's K-W-I-T. Quit. (laughs) No quit. 312-981-7200. We'll come back and uh, wrap her up. Look ahead to the Texans. And uh, I don't know what we're going to do. We're going to have some fun here in the final segment. Yes, I'll be. Yes, we'll get to the calls. You got it, my friend. 312-981-7200. It's Hamp and OB. We're brought to you by ChevyDriveChicago.com on 720 WGN. Looking for that unique stocking stuffer this year? As anyone in your life mentioned, they want to try CBD. Well, you can go with Herbal Active's high-performance CBD-infused balms and lotions. 
Their patented time-release formulation provides you extended, localized relief. It is all natural. It's non-GMO and THC-free. Makes a great gift. Order now, and you'll receive in time for Christmas. Go to WGNCBD.com. You get 25% off all CBD products using the promo code WGN25. Go to WGNCBD.com. Use that promo code WGN25 for 25% off. Dan Hampton and I would personally like to thank Herbal Active for coming on board here at WGN, and especially their COO, Peter Pacucci. I'll tell you what, it's a great company, folks. And I'm telling you, I've used the balm, and I'm telling you, it works. My hands are god-awful, and I'll tell you what, I can't believe the improvement by using Herbal Active Balm on my hands. I tell you, it's great, folks. I don't know what you're using on your hips when you came dancing into the studio a second ago, and you made a... It was unbelievable, Kaz. Wait, I'm sorry. He looked like Red Grange coming at me. He made a... He faked right, went left, push, hamp, went to his seat. It was like like 63 out here. I'm fleet of foot. That's what he's talking about, right? Fleet of foot. I've been doing the show with you for five years. I never would have said fleet of foot, OB, but you were just fleet of foot right there. It was like, like, I mean, tap dancing. Hard to be humble. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, obviously, I lost the ball. Um, the coaching point is two hands on the ball in the pocket, which I'm always trying to do. I think I was just separating uh, to where I was going to throw. Uh, I saw Anthony Miller over the middle. So I don't know if I was pump faking and clutching it or if I, if I was going to pull the trigger. Um, and Tom was just running out. He made a good play. Um, credit goes to them. And I just got to take care of the football. I mean, we got to emphasize that as an offense. Um, but sometimes players make plays, and you got to give them credit for that. But I was trying to take care of the football, and it was just an unfortunate situation. So that was Mitchell Trubisky on the strip sack fumble. Look at that! Look at that move by Ob. I should slow on the can. It's I don't a even thing of beauty. Man's Why da- would you say that? <laughs> you, you, you know what, Cus? Honestly, are you are you that? What's the right word to use? I mean, are you that not delusional? Are you that delusional? What is wrong with you? Don't say anything. Well, Just he's got to say. Shut up and say I fumbled the ball. You know, but he, he was almost defiant when he said, "Well, you know, I don't think it's a problem. You know, it happened last week and it happened this week. He hadn't played in two months. That's the only two games he's played, <laughs> and the one last week was a strip." sack for a touchdown and this one essentially sealed our fate in a loss so it was a moment in time catastrophe play you and you're exactly right cause i mean i i when i heard him talking about this i'm thinking you know who the hell do you think you are that right. you know you you're immune i mean you're gone saying stupid stuff like that right unbelievable you're going with it well, I think he wants to be out of here. I think he's very excited at getting a fresh start somewhere. He'd love it to work out here, clearly, if he could somehow, some way, make it so. But I think he's resigned to the fact that he's out of here, and I think he's also pretty bitter about how things went here. Like If you, if you put the truth serum at Mitchell Trubisky and asked him if he was Why? coached... He, he's been horrible. That's right, but he's. I don't think he... I think he blames the system... And how he's been coached, and who's been in front of him on his fate. Does anybody disagree with that? And, and that's just perspective. And you know, everybody's got their own opinion. All I'm trying to tell you, and I think, cause you you will echo this, that the coach can't play, 
And how many times have we, he runs out of bounds, you know, for no reason, just simple little, little in it kind of mistakes that he makes over and over and over again. Hey guys, it's, yep. not, it's, you, you go on and on about this. There's the three things, three faults that he has. Number one, he's not an accurate passer. Number two, he cannot read defenses. And number three, he's got a dumb mouth. That is the greatest statement. Give him a give him a, a Bartolini fifty dollar gift. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you, Dad. I'm going to give it to you, and I know you took that chip, chicken deep tonight, right? With you got these, it, uh, Bartolini. There's one. It. There's one piece left, guys. If you want to hustle on <laughs> I over, remember here. what I just said. Bartolini's restaurant and catering, family owned and operated, offering the best Italian cuisine in Chicagoland. Visit them at Bartolini's. Dot com. If you want to call them, 708-396-2333. We do love you, Bartolini's. Just one last thing. That was thing. the best statement said tonight, in my opinion, by Ed. Those three things that he pointed out. Well, I mean, it's simple, right? It's really simple. I, I, I think it's pretty clear that he's just one step behind mentally. I don't know. If, that, that maybe comes out too harsh. He's just not processing what's going on in the field as quick as you need to to be successful. How's that? He's it's not, not a an mystery. NFL quarterback. Come on, it's Let's not a mystery. It. Yeah. The most important uh, asset a quarterback has is his ability to process and make quick decisions. Now, if he can run, he's big, he's strong, he can, he can throw the ball. All those things make you into something special. But that's why you see Colt McCoy and all these, you know, Chase Daniel and all these guys hanging around for 12 years because they don't have the 6'4", you know, body and the, and the rocket arm. But they can make decisions, and that's a value. And unfortunately, that's the most important thing, and he doesn't have it. So do you we, – we'll do this again before the end of the season, but do we think that he'll go on and be successful? I don't care. Yeah, we wish him well. I don't We've seen enough. care. I agree. I don't care. I wish him well. But I don't believe for one second that he's going to be successful unless he gets, you know, the, the starting quarterback gets injured and then the offense, the, the coordinator, who's a real coordinator, figures out how to use whatever talent he has. We got That's tw- the only way he's going to be successful. You know, and, and I've, 20 seconds, guys. I, I've said the name Arthur Smith. He's the offensive coordinator of the Tennessee Titans. They took a, a, a project in Tannehill and made him successful off the bootleg and play action. There's hope for Trubisky. Yeah, yeah, you're right. 100%, because he's the same kind of player. Now, you want to know what? Just a big thanks to all our listeners tonight. You know, you come in, in a all couple days after that game and listen to this show, and I cannot tell you how the four of us really feel about it. And uh, hope you keep on coming and listening, because what you're going to get here is what you see on that football field. We're going to tell you exactly what the hell happened on the three phases of the game. I guarantee you that. We'll see you guys Thank next you. Tuesday night. Kazi, you're the best. We'll see you see guys. You, Glenn. We'll Love see you guys. See you next week. See you Stay safe. Have a All great right? night.